The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Close your eyes and pull like down. And a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined by Matthew Hurley from the Star Sports Department. Before we kick things off, I'd just like to give a gentle reminder to our listeners and viewers to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose the credit union, choose local, choose community. This week's podcast is a county final special as we look ahead to the clash between Bantry Blues and Canturk in the Bonsecours Premier Intermediate Football County Final. The West Cork side head to Park Aquive on Sunday at 4pm in search of their first adult football title since 1998. And on today's show, we'll be joined by Bantry Blues player Kevin Harrington to look ahead to the big game. Matthew has been speaking to Kevin already, as well as many more of the people involved in in Bantry. And Matthew, you've also been writing about the game for this week's Southern Star. So to kick things off, maybe set the scene for us a little bit. What does Sunday's game mean to the people of Bantry and to the GEA club itself. Yeah, it means an awful lot, Jack, uh, this final, because uh, Bantry haven't won a, count, a really a county championship title since 1998. They won a senior championship that year. Uh, Graham Canty would have mentioned that on last week's episode of the podcast. Uh, 95 as well, they won it. But they haven't really been competitive since then in senior level. And like um, they're doing very well in this intermediate grade. They've won every game so far in the road to the final. Cantork, albeit, have won every game, but uh, they needed extra time in the semi-final against a very good kill the Matra side to get past them. But yeah, this will be a very, very tough game for Bantry. I know they've performed very, very well, but you couldn't e- you couldn't really pick two evenly matched sides for this. Like Cantork, Bantry. Yeah. On, on that uh, point, on that point, uh, Matthew, you were writing the preview for. This week's game, you did the stats breakdown for this week's paper. So maybe give us a flavour of what people can expect. What kind of game should we be looking forward to on Sunday? Well, you could expect Bantry to go for goals pretty early. I think they've averaged, I think, two or three goals a game. They scored three goals in the semi-final against uh, Eve Larry. Can Turk mostly go for points in their games? And you could see by their scores in this week's paper as well. Um, yeah, I, I think you'd expect a high-scoring game, a very tight game. You'd probably expect Bantry to score more goals than Cantor. Cantor to tip the ball over the bar time after time. And I think there'd be a lot of uh, great accuracy in this game because there's a lot of forwards on show who have scored a lot. Like Arthur Coatley from Bantry scored 314, for example. Colin Walsh has performed pretty well for Cantor. Obviously, Rory Dean, the experienced player he is for Bantry. So a lot of good scores out in the field. And yeah, it should be a very good game. Very tight encounter. Uh, a name you mentioned there from the Turk side of things was Walsh, and he's not the only Walsh involved. So maybe talk to us a little bit about this one family that practically dominates the Cantor team. 
Yeah, there's a load of them indeed, Jack. Uh, you look at Colin, as I mentioned there, Aiden, an All-Ireland winner in 2010. Tommy, um, another 20 All-Ireland or Monster finalist this year against Kerry. He's a pretty good player of defence. You look at uh, Ian there. Ian is their free taker as well. Uh, you have Alan in midfield. Like They're all over the field, really, for this Cantor team. And there was a game against Nave Vaughan, the first game of the championship, where the whole scores for Cantor were to watch this. Like, this is a family... It's probably one of the best in the country, besides probably the Catalans of the Castellavid and the Bars. They'd be probably battling each other in that department. But um, yeah, it'd be an interesting to see how they get on in Parky Keeve. Like um, like they're big rangy players as well, especially Alan in midfield. Tommy's a big player as well. Aiden, we know how good he is. Colin's more of a scorer. Ian's more of a scorer as well. So like, like they have a whole range of attributes and it's going to be very interesting to see how they perform on Sunday. Like Bantry will have their hands full, no doubt, with these brothers or cousins or whatever um, their relations may be. In Holly O'Sullivan's column for this week's paper, he's talking about Bantry's bounce back ability. And uh, what he means by that is their resilience that they've shown so far this season. They were relegated from senior A last year and they're looking to go straight back up so from the club's perspective I know you've been speaking to club chairman Philly Spillane as well from the club's perspective how crucial is it that they don't linger too long in the intermediate grades because Bantry's a big club Bantry by rights should be a senior club that's how they view themselves it's actually interesting with uh, the interview with Philly because uh, he said that the run that this side has been on in the Premier Intermediate Football Championship is and forcing more kids to actually go to training and things like that. There's there's bigger numbers at training than ever seen at Bantry. And over the last few years, they've kind of struggled and their, the interest may not have been there. But this team has regained the interest again. And yeah, I guess Holly's uh, point in a way, the bounce back ability is absolutely unbelievable. But And I do get some people's points as well. They have to go out and win this game now because um, if they lose us, maybe the hard work will be going down the drain then. But... Philly, as he mentioned in the paper, is very proud of the team. The whole community is proud of the team. But it'd be very important to just get up to senior, to stay there. Because Bantry is a huge town. And not many towns actually, well, some towns actually flatter to deceive in many competitions. You could Bandon this season. Like, Bandon aren't in the senior grade next season. So it can't happen that a big town like that are in an intermediate grade. So it'll be crucial for Bantry to just get up to senior level they perform pretty well, no, just to finish off the job on Sunday. And they're well capable of doing it. They have the scores. They have the team ethic as well. They have a great manager, David O'Donovan. The, the ingredients are there. They have to go out and perform on Sunday now. Well, Matthew, you've been speaking to a Bantry stalwart, Kevin Harrington, who's been away from the club for a number of years. He wasn't involved when they were relegated last season because he was living and working in Ennis. But he's back in the Bantry Blues Colours. His name is Kevin Harrington and he's been catching up with Matthew ahead of Sunday's big game. So I'm delighted to be joined here by Kevin Harrington, a Bantry Blues player, getting ready for this weekend's crunch game against Cantork, the Premier Intermediate County final. It doesn't get much bigger than that for Bantry Blues. I suppose, first of all, uh, Kevin, how are you feeling ahead of the game? Like, it's a big game for Bantry. For, uh, you're going for your first adult title in 24 years. Yeah, look, for uh, Matthew, yeah, look, it's a great uh, great game to be looking forward to. Um, I think, look, everyone involved with the team and certainly everyone around the town with any interest in football at all is really, really looking forward to us. And, 
look, no doubt about it. There's a big, big test to come now with Kenturk uh, Sunday week. But yeah, really looking forward to now. I suppose after getting relegated last year, like you mentioned it off air, that uh, you weren't part of the team last year. But uh, for the lads that were there, it was pretty hard to get back, get back up on the horse, um, as people say, and uh, drive on for this season because most teams would really struggle in their first season zone in Premier to meet it, but not Bantry. Yeah, look, relegation is always tough, and uh, look, a few of the lads will be slagging me. I, I've been involved. I've been on a couple of teams that have been relegated over the years, both in Bantry. A good few years back, and uh, the club I was involved in, Clare, got relegated from senior to intermediate as well. Albeit we got we got back up again there too. But um, yeah, look, the lads last year um, would have been fierce disappointed, no doubt. Uh, uh, and look, I mean to, to to go again then this year and kind of get back on the horse, as you say, is tough. Like, but um, look, in fairness, David O'Donovan has come involved there, um, uh, assembled a good management team around him, and look, it's all been positive since the start of the year. It was all about looking forward, building in the league and uh, and tearing into the championship, you know. So, look, I kind of got back involved there around uh, July or August or whenever it was. And in fairness, everything was really, really positive. There was no looking back at what had happened last year. And uh, look, a couple of games later there, you know, really, really pleased to be um, be still in the championship and be looking ahead to a county final, which is uh, fantastic. So, so great, great response from, I suppose, the disappointment from last year for sure. And looking at the group stage, like your first game against Ahada, and Ahada ended up qualifying Wichi at the end of the group stage as well. So that game was crucial to start things off. Yeah, that, that was a big game. Like, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, look, the three three games were tough games and good opponents. Uh, I think, look, in fairness to the fairness to the county board, it, with, with the restructuring they've done, like all, all grades are really, really competitive, you know, and there's no gimme games there whatsoever. But, I mean, look, Ahada to start out, like that was a huge game. Uh, look, I don't know were they favourites on paper whatever doesn't doesn't really matter it's all about on the day but um, you know real tough game it was a bad night below uh, or above an aerog and uh, it was a huge test and look thankfully we came out the right side of it at the end of that game and I think that gave everyone a huge boost you know it was a huge ray of positivity in the in, in the team and in the club again you know and even kind of seeing some of the faces of some of the loyal fans coming off the field that night a bad night in aerog you know that was really, really kind of heartwarming, I think, for everyone involved and it gave us a great boost kind of going forward into the rest of the games, for sure. And the second game against Castleton Bear, um, mentioned at the Southern Star, actually, Arthur Coakley, your selector, mentioned it as the Battle of the Bay. You won this battle by a point. Like, it was a huge game, this one. Huge game to get over because they're rivals, like. It was a huge game and, and, and Jesus was down in Bear and, I don't know, it was it was 25 or it felt like 30 degrees Celsius that day we were playing there, whatever day it was, that Saturday or Sunday. Um, huge game, huge game of football, played in the right spirits, you know, it was high scoring. Uh, I think Castletown scored 19 points or something like that, Matthew, you know, but look, thankfully we we just got, we just got enough done, got over the line. Uh, you know, really pleased to get that, that win again, get the second win, but I suppose a lot of things that uh, we needed to work on as a team for sure after that, you know, but uh, yeah, great, great game below there. Um, they're the they're the kind of games you really remember, you know, those tight games that you just come through with the at the last minute. So yeah, it was great to get that second win and set it set us up nicely then for the last group game against the Pearshig. And he mentioned the last game against the Pearshig, like Arthur Coakley actually mentioned that the last time uh, Bantry person was uh, mentioned on the podcast that maybe you're a backroom team or a player, and he was kind of disappointed with the game against the Pearshig. Would you agree with him? Look, I mean, I suppose going into the game against the Pearshig, I think we'd already qualified for, at a minimum, the quarterfinals, you know. So I suppose that kind of, 
that's, that has an effect on your mindset going into a game. There's no doubt about it. But look, I mean, Jesus, I mean, I, I was gone from Bantry for, for six or seven seasons, but I've never had an easy game against Napiershig. They're always huge competitors. Uh, and I, I've been on the losing side in championship games in Napiershig so many times, you know. Um, so I think, again, look, it was the last game uh, of the group. You know, we wanted to get the win. Thankfully, we did. Napiershig were really pushing for a win as well to try uh, to try stay up themselves. And even though they lost, they did they did manage to stay up on scoring difference. You know, so look, yeah, you can be you can be disappointed on the day maybe with the performance, but I mean, at the end of the day, it was a good result. And winning's a habit, you know, Matthew. So I mean, look, three wins and the bounce. I think that set us up nicely, and, and the way it turned out, it obviously got us straight into the semi final as well. So. Um, I think look, the, the the group phases the group phases was all about getting those results, you know, and uh, look the performances um, have been improving as well steadily too. And you mentioned getting straight through to the semi final that was against Eveleary, and you eventually won that in the end. But um, I just wanted to take it back a small bit before the Eveleary game, uh, watching the quarterfinals unfold as well. Like, is that kind of a difficult uh, thing to do? Just to wait how the other opp- other opponents in the Premier Intermediate football championship get on or do you actually enjoy the break? Uh, I, I personally enjoyed the break anyway myself. Look, it was an extra week or two to uh, to shake off a few little knocks or whatever or, or, or even get a bit more training uh, under on, under the belt, you know, whatever the case may be. So, I mean, look, uh, I can't speak for other lads, but uh, certainly for me, I wasn't watching the, the, the quarterfinals too much. You know, it was really a case of kind of focusing on ourselves individually and as a team and getting ready for a semi-final, whoever it was going to be against and Look, I mean, as I said there earlier on, the the grades, I think the senior, the two senior grades, the two intermediate grades, the same. It is so competitive. It didn't matter to us who we were going to be playing in semi-final. It was really about just getting ourselves ready for that match, you know. And that match was against Eve Leary. won that game at the end, 313 to 116. Like, uh, I, I mentioned to Arthur in the, the episode that he was on the Southern Star podcast that this was going to be a difficult game. Like, Eve Larry were the goal getters, but it turned out this game, you were the goal getters. You got three goals and eventually won the game. Yeah, to, to a savage game. A really, really good game of football. Um, I think anyone who was at it uh, would, would would agree with me. It was probably one of the one of the, one of of the the better competitive games uh, in Cork this year. You know, again, playing the right spirits, two good footballing teams, some great scores. And, I mean, look, it was in the balance up only until a few minutes to go. And, and look, thankfully, the couple of goals... Made the difference in the end, you know. Look, goals win games, and I've been many on, on many a team where the, the goals would have gone in at the other end, unfortunately. But uh, look, yeah, great, uh, great to get those couple of goals and, and come out the right side of that game. But a fantastic game, I must say. Look, in fairness to Eve Larry, they've they've had a great run the last few years, and uh, uh, look, just thankfully we got over the line in the end. And you were thankful to get those three goals. They really got you over the line in the end. Uh, they were huge, you know, and I mean, look, they came at a real pivotal time in the game. It was it was nip and tuck the whole game. They got a goal there early in the first half, and you know, it was it it, it, it was it was nip and tuck, and uh, we kind of got the three goals in a I don't know a space of maybe seven or eight or ten minutes, you know, in the in the middle of the second half, and uh, look, that gave us a good platform then to to see out the game, thankfully. So um, yeah, real re- real positive, and it keeps us involved for another few weeks this time of year. I'm used to used to playing for the wrong reasons at this time of year, or, or even getting ready at training for the following year. So it's great to be uh, it's great to be still in the championship in October, definitely. It's a great change, really, not to be involved in a relegation battle and involved in an actual final to chance for promotion. It's it's a brilliant feeling. It is, it's fantastic there, and 
like we've been training there midweek, you know, there's uh, kind of generators and lights set up for us there blowing Wolfstone Park, you know, and uh, look, in fairness, anything we've needed all year has been provided by the club and by the community. And uh, it's great to have those headaches where you're trying to get tra- lads together early for training because it's getting dark, you know. So, um, yeah, it's great. it's great to be still playing for the right reasons at this time of year. And uh, as I mentioned at the start, you're going for your first adult trophy in 24 years. Arthur mentioned that as well. Like that's amazing, really. And uh, if you win it now uh, on Sunday, like that'd be a huge achievement for Bantry to win that title for the first time. To- a title for the first time in 24 years. That'd be big for the area, I'd imagine. Yeah, look to be to be fantastic. You know, I mean, uh, everyone's looking forward to the game. There's no doubt about it. And. I suppose look, we're just trying to focus on the game and not think too much about uh, after the game, win, lose or draw, whatever the case may be. But look, yeah, look, I mean, it's uh, look, I grew up in Bantry and, uh, uh, you know, when the, the, the teams, the mid 90s, the 95, 98 team, like, I mean, we grew up looking at those players, look, going to those games and experiencing the, the thrill and the excitement, of the celebrations after those games. So, look, whatever will happen on Sunday week, uh, uh, you know, whatever will be, will be. But, um Look, there'll be great, great celebrations, great excitement. If we can come out the right side, there'll be no doubt, about it, no doubt about it. You know, and twenty-four years is a long time. It's it's two generations. It's certainly one footballing generation, and uh, it's the bones of two footballing generations. To be fair, you know, so uh, yeah, great to be back there, and hopefully we can uh, we can push on now as well. And just looking at your performances this year, like uh, the whole team has really put it put something in this year. Like the spread of scores, I was looking at. In the lead up to this game, Arthur Coakley with 3-14, Rory Deed with 2-9, obviously a former Intercounty player with Cork, huge player, Paddy Cronin, Dan Murray, even yourself has gotten the score sheet once as well. Like the spread of scores is unbelievable. I don't know how do you mean even myself. I, uh, why wouldn't I be? <laughs> no, for, for sure. Like, I mean, just um look, I, I you're you're looking at the scores there. I mean, even if you look at the number of players that have probably played and featured in championship, you know. Look, there was a few injuries in earlier rounds. Look, everyone is back now, uh, or there, there about. There's great competition for places, and yeah, look, a great selection of people scoring as well. And I mean, look, everyone knows in this day and age, it's uh, it's about 15, 20 players that's going to play on any given day, and it's about the twenty-five or or even thirty lads in training, you know, to to create that bit of competition and for lads to be pushing each other on, you know. So uh, yeah, great spread of scores, some great great young lads there. In fairness. Okay, everyone knows Rory and, and Arthur now in recent years, but some really, really good young young forwards and defenders as well too. You know, some some guys, I suppose myself, getting back involved and being considerably older than the majority of lads in the team. Look, there's young lads there who I'm meeting for the first time. You know, I'm, I I've known, I, I know their fathers, I know of their fathers. So uh, to see some of these guys play in the flesh now and to train with them and, and, and see what they're capable of is really, really exciting for, for Bantry into the future, you know, because there's some really, really good talent there and, Brilliant that uh, some of these guys get the chance to play in Parky Cueve now Sunday week. The mix, uh, you mentioned it there, was uh, lads like yourself, experience, Rory Deeds experience as well. Uh, the young lads coming in, like the mix of youth experience, that really bodes well for this season as well. There's a nice mix there, uh, Matthew. Yeah, you know, I mean, look, they're, I think they're, they're, they're all pretty young to me now at this stage. Uh, Rory would be one of the more seasoned campaigners there. Um uh, Dave Daly and Shawnee Leary as well. Like, there's good experience in the team, you know, and there's there's a nice little blend. And I look, I mean, I think it's all about creating that bit of competition as well, too. You know, look whether you're young, old, or whatever the case may be, it'll be the best fifteen. It'll start. It'll be the next kind of five or six lads. Uh, whoever gives us the best chance of winning the game will come on, you know. So, um, yeah, there's a nice blend there for sure, and uh, there's good old buzz in the team as well, too. You know, 
Um, we had a few great old nights after those championship wins and kind of young or old, everyone's together, which is really great to see, you know, really, really enjoyable this year playing with them. You mentioned the buzz around the panel. There'll be definitely a buzz around the town as well, like the bunting up in Bantry, like that hasn't been seen in a while. Yeah, for sure. Driving through the town there at the start of the week was great to see the bunting up there um, and one of the streets. And I, I've no doubt now this weekend and even next week there'll be plenty of flags and, and lots more popping up around the town. So uh, it's great. It's great to be involved and great to have that buzz around for sure. And you mentioned uh, the aspect of playing in Parky Keefe as well. The Cartier HQ, it's a huge stadium though, new redeveloped stadium. Like for the lads, especially the young, younger lads to play in that stadium, that'll be big for them. Big day out, look, big, big, big day, there's no doubt about it. And look, I think the, the key or the, one of the tasks for ourselves over the next 10 days is, is is just to kind of get it into lads' mind. It's just another game, you know, and whether it's Parky Thweave, Parky Ring, Dunmanway or Wolftone Park at home, it is just another game. It's, you know, it's 15 against 15, it's 20 against 20. And I think, look, the time for for for, for thinking about Parky Thweave and enjoying it and enjoying the event is, is after after the fact, you know, to look back on and say, look, this is what we've done or this is what we achieved or this is what we didn't achieve. But but yeah, look, really exciting to be going there for sure. And uh, look, particularly the new the new developed stadium as well too. Like it's a fantastic uh, asset to have in Cartier and uh, look, delighted to be going there playing. But look, it's just another game. It just happens to be in Parky Cueves. So I think that'd be one of the things to, to focus on now for the next 10 days. And uh, like we we're chatting off air as well about uh, your own life as well. Like uh, you've been all around the country, really. Um, I, I hear you're in Dublin right now. You were in Clare years ago as well, playing with a Clare co- club called uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, pronouncing this now. St Joseph's Dora Bear Bearfields. I think Dur- it's the name Dur- of the- Dura Bearfields. Yeah, yeah. St Joseph's Dora Bearfields. Spot on. Glad I got that spot on now. But um, yeah, it's it, it's a some journey you've been on in Clare and Dublin, and of course down to Bantry as well. Like so. You've been all over the country. Been all over, yeah. Look, I, and I, I'm just in Dublin a couple of days there, uh, uh, kind of midweek from every old second week or things like that would work. But uh, yeah, look, I had seven years living in Ennis and uh, seven seven great years, Matthew. I, I must say it's a, it's a fantastic place to live, fantastic people. Uh, really, really enjoyed our time there. And I mean, look, myself, my wife and our kids, if if we were to spend the rest of our lives there, we wouldn't have, wouldn't have lost a wink of sleep. But at the same time, it wasn't home, it wasn't Bantry. It was probably always a bit of a, a grow to maybe get back one day and um, look when the opportunity kind of came up career-wise and work-wise, uh, look, myself and my wife, Mary-Kate, look, we jumped at it, you know, and uh, we're only back kind of since maybe the, the end of July, start of August there, but uh, delighted to be back. But I must say, look, Clare, beautiful place to visit West Clare football. It's, it's football mad there um, and some great some great footballing people and clubs kind of from Ennis heading back west as well too. So absolutely had some great times up there for sure. And like, uh, if you were to reminisce of the Clare Championship at the moment and uh, compare to the Car Championship, would you say still the Car Championship is better than the Clare Championship, or do you think the Clare Championship is catching up with uh, the County Championship down here? It's look, it's hard to compare, you know. And when I went to Clare seven years ago or whatever it was, everyone was asking me that, like, how does Senior Championship in Clare compare to Cork? And 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 even now that I'm back again, people are asking me again, how does it compare? And I suppose I've had the I've had the, the benefit or the misfortune to play senior and intermediate in Cork. And I've had the, the, the benefit or misfortune of playing senior and intermediate in Clare as well, as it turned out. But um, I don't know, it's, it's hard to compare. Like, I mean, there's, there's some really, really good players uh, in, in Clare, in, in the clubs. And as I said, there's some, there's some you know, huge footballing clubs in Clare as well. 
and huge footballing people and as I said really really good players and I mean look uh, the, the the clear setup under Colin Collins the last 10 years like they've they've achieved some some fantastic things and really gone about changing the, the footballing culture in Clare you know but even at a club level there's some fantastic players and the standard is very good Matthew you know how does it compare to Cork it's hard to say I mean I think the proof, the proof, the real proof in the pudding is 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 when it comes down to Munster Championship, you know, and how a Cork team gets on against a Kerry champion or a Clare champion. I think that's the real, that's the only true comparison. And I suppose look last year, I know the Bears uh, pipped uh, Airoge Venice by a few points in the Munster semi final, and look, both those teams are going going are still in the in the championship again. Senior, I know at the intermediate, look whoever does come out of ourselves and um, and can talk and can talk. You, you have Cora Clare and Kildicer waiting on, on the Clare side again, because I think it's Clare and Cork are drawn this year in the in the Munster Championships, you know. So, look, that's the real true test, you know. So, I wouldn't like to say whether the standard is better in Cork or Clare or club level, because my phone might light up uh, later on one way or another. But, um, but yeah, so look, at the standard is very good up there. There's no doubt about it. And some, some great players and some great footballing people, definitely. Brilliant balanced answer there. Like uh, you're you're watching you watch your back uh, answering that. <laughs> and look, the wheel is always turning, Matthew. And as you said, I'm all I'm I'm traveling around a lot, so uh, <laughs> try not to offend anyone. But uh, no, look, I must say, fantastic place. Really enjoyed our time there. And look, I think when you're involved in the GAA, you kind of settle into anywhere in the country. It's one of the great things about Ireland and the Irish people and the GAA. But I must say, in Clare and in West Clare and in Ennis, like. Uh, being involved in football and getting involved, like I mean, it was it, it made it so easy to settle into a community. It was really, really good and have some great friends back in Clare and uh hopefully we'll stay in touch with them over the years, you know. And I suppose uh, looking forward uh, again to the Sunday's final, it's gonna be big for the banter community, the fans as well, for them to go up to Parky Keeve, a double header as well in that day. Then you're playing Cantork at the four o'clock game. Like it's gonna be so exciting for the whole community. Well, it'll be a great day out. I'm, I've no doubt there'll be there'll be plenty of cars and buses heading up, and they might have a few stops along the way and a few stops home. So look, it's uh, hopefully it'll be a great. It will be a great day out, and, and look, hopefully, um, hopefully we can get the get the job done and uh, keep the celebrations going thereafter. Yeah, but uh, look, it's great. It's great for the community, and look, there's some great, some great real clubmen there. You know, who've uh, no matter what the misfortune or disappointment over the years, you know, they've always tugged out and played, or they've always done their bit in the club and. Uh, really, really happy for for all those people, you know, both players and 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 fans and supporters and and club people. So, really looking forward to it, definitely. Yeah, and I think everyone is. And what would it mean to the people at Bantry? Like, uh, I I I'd imagine already it's going to be so exciting if you manage to win the game. But, like, uh, what would it mean to the people at Bantry? Like, you won the Cedar County Championship in nineteen ninety eight to go and win another trophy twenty four years later. Like, that'd be absolutely incredible. Well, I think we want to know Ty Crowley Cup at some stage along the way as well too. But yeah, look, that doesn't quite cut it, I suppose. So, look, I mean, it it, it would be great. Look, I mean, getting back to getting back to the county final obviously is 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 a great step. Obviously, we want to go on and and, and hopefully try win it. Um, but yeah, look, it would be great. And look, whatever happens, win or lose, I suppose. Look, carrying that momentum into next year and and, and driving on with that. But it's a relatively young team match, you know. I mean. Uh, driving on and taking that bit of experience and that bit of confidence as well that lads have really generated over the last four games. I think that'll be the real, um, it's kind of one of the real objectives, you know, but uh, look, obviously, if we could uh, get our hands in the cup and bring it back to Bantry, it would be, Jesus, it would be fantastic, you know, it really would. 
It really would. It'd be a brilliant victory for West Cork as well if Bantry managed to do it. But uh, thank you, Kevin, for your time. Uh, wish you the best of luck now on Sunday. Hopefully, for the sake of West Cork, for the sake of the Southern Star, that you'll win the game on Sunday. And uh, best of luck against Cantork. All of West Cork is behind you, lads. Sounds good, Matthew. Appreciate that. Good man. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Great stuff there from Kevin and Matthew. Before we move on from Sunday's game, it's prediction time. You've been doing the breakdown for the paper. I know you think it's likely to be a, quite a close game, but I want you to put your head on the block now. Who's going to win? Are Bantry going back to senior or are the Canturk Walsh is just going to be too much to handle? It is going to be a very tight game. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to extra time. This game, even a penalty shootout, the infamous penalty shootout. But um, because we're in West Cork, I'm going to go for a Bantry win. I just think they'll have the tactical nose, they'll have the experience, they have the goal scores. I think it's all about putting performance in on Sunday. Um, I just think Bantry will just have a, a bit too much experience for this Cantor team. Cantor are relatively new. Most of them, as we mentioned earlier on in the show, they're pretty young. They're going to Park and Heave relatively inexperienced. When you look at the Bantry team, Rory Dean, Shawnee O'Leary, obviously Kevin, experienced players all over the field for this Bantry team and on the sideline as well. So I'm going to back Bantry to win this game and hopefully they do it. Well, there you have it. Bantry Blues going back to the senior grade according to Matthew. Now, Matthew, before we preview this week's Southern Star sports section, there's another big game in West Cork this weekend and that's the Carberry Junior A hurling final between Ballon Escarty we'll whisper it, your own club, and the second string of Town. You've also been writing the preview for this week's game. I guess Town are a bit of a surprise package considering they beat the fancied Clonakilty in the semi-final and your own Balanascarty, as we mentioned, overcame Dohanis on penalties after a classic encounter last Friday evening. So we won't go too much into this one because there's a good preview in this Thursday's paper by Matthew. But just give us the, the, the outlook for Sunday. What do you think we should be expecting? Balanascarty favourites, I guess? Probably favourites. Like everybody expected a Ballon Clan final, but uh, Newstone shocked them and Jim uh, had as well. Without the influential Daniel Toomey, who went off for his child's christening uh, during the game as well. So uh, it was incredible the way he went off. But... Um, yeah, I think Bad would be probably favourites going into this game, but it's only slightly. Like Newstone, the stats there are pretty similar as well. But Newstone have been kind of a team that everybody have been sleeping on because like everybody was thinking Bal, Clan, uh, maybe Donnie's could come into it, Kilbean, but it hasn't turned out that way. Like Newstone are a big side. And when you look at the county championship uh, structure already, you have B teams all over the county, really. Aaron Zone, Valley Rovers. Newstown could be a tour going into the county championship, so it, it could be a battle of the B teams in this uh, county series. But Ball, they've won the competition last year. They'll be hoping to do so again. They have good players. They have Brian O'Donovan back from um, from America. You have uh, Jeremy Ryan up front, Ben Murray, Lee, former Lee Trimble, county hurler as well. So Ball definitely have some very good players. But Newstown, you have Dar McAree, who's a goal-scoring uh, god in this championship so far. So... Yeah, it should be a very interesting game in Rossmore at half three on Sunday. Very, very interesting game. But uh, I think Ball will probably go into it as slight favourites. 
and we'll have in-depth coverage from that game in next week's Southern Star. So if you don't happen to be able to get to it, make sure to pick up next week's paper. Matthew is going to be there for us and I'm expecting great things from him and a great game as well. Just before we wrap this week's Star Sport podcast, just a few things to point to in this week's Southern Star Sports section. As we mentioned at the top, there's a seven-page preview of Bantry's county final against Cantorc. We also have coverage from all the big hurling games last weekend. There was the classic between Inniscara and Castlemartyr in the Premier Intermediate hurling final. Tracton were beaten in the Premier Junior final. There's also news of Darren McElhenney's latest win in Abbottstown. Reports from the two Junior A semi-finals, as we mentioned then, and then all the classics, motorsport, road bowling and soccer from across West Cork. Um, if you can't make it to the shops this week, you can always subscribe to the Southern Star e-paper for less than €2 Euro per week. Just go to subscribe.southernstar.ie and sign up and you can read the Southern Star from anywhere in the world for less than €2 Euro per week. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport podcast this week and thanks as well to our producer Dylan Mangan if you enjoy these shows please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts Slán Tomlin